0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading.
1: This is the conclusion. Paul ended the 15th chapter by saying, now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. It sounds like the close of the letter. However, now he's going to go into some greetings and such. But amidst that, this is inspired text. So the Holy Spirit is speaking through this apostle, and we're going to learn some things. God's going to minister to us. So watch this. Chapter 16. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church of Centria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many, and of myself also. Okay, now, those first two verses, we just got to break them down a little bit, because there are some real important things to learn here. By the way, let me just establish something that Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. He said, all Scripture, well, let me rephrase. Let me establish something that the Holy Spirit said, through the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. The Holy Spirit said, all Scripture. What does that mean? All Scripture, this whole Bible. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That means wherever we're reading, it should be included in the discerning of doctrine. Some people will just take certain passages and ignore the rest of the Bible. But the Bible says, no, you need to take the whole of the Bible and what the Bible says and determine, discern, decide the doctrines of the Bible, including all the Bible. Why? Because this is not just man's opinion where we could say, well, certain parts of the Bible, that's, that's just the opinion of man, but others... It really the opinion of God, so we take that. Well, there is that interpretation, and I won't get into hermeneutical principles, but when the Bible quotes somebody, like sometimes the Bible quotes the devil, and the devil said, well, the fact that the devil said it, that's true, because the Bible said the devil said, but what the devil said may or may not be true. See, and so you have to understand that when it quotes somebody, Then in that passage, it may not be true. The book of Job, the book of Job has Job and his friends having a conversation. Well, you can't declare that every single thing that Job and every single single thing that his friends said was true, and considering God's perspective on it. But the fact that they said that was true, and I can tell you this: many of the things that they did say was true. So we there are powerful, important fundamental approaches to hermeneutics or the interpretation of the Bible that you would learn as you go you know, to uh, study and learn these things. Well, let me just show you in these first two verses why it's important that we break it down a little bit more. Here's the Apostle Paul, and he says to the church at Rome, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister. This is a woman. He's commending a woman. But watch this. Who is a servant of the, of the church in Centria? That seems basic enough. Okay. So she's a servant. Somebody might think, well, maybe she is, she does the cleaning of the church in Centria. Well, likely the church in Centria is not a building. It's people. But he says she's a servant. Well, what is the Greek word for the word servant? It's diaconus. It's deacon. It's translated in other places, like in 1st Timothy talking about men, is translated as deacon. But guess what? Here it's translated servant. Well, the word deacon, uh, it does mean servant. It is a proper translation. But I think we should be congruent where if we translate it deacon for a man, we should also translate it deacon or deaconess for a woman. So Why? So that we who are reading the translation would know that that's the same word. So really what he's saying is, I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister, who is a deacon or a deaconess of the the church in Centuria. Well, a deacon, that is a position uh, in the church. That's a leadership position. So I believe that uh, it's hard for some Bible translators to translate it the same way you would talking about a man because... Uh, well, this is a woman, and is that acceptable for a woman to be in that position? Hey, listen, let the Bible say what the Bible says. But if we who speak English and read an English Bible don't even see what those words are, we don't even have a chance to consider that it might be saying something that it's saying. But nonetheless, what this passage says is Paul is saying, I'm commending to you a female deacon who is a deacon in the, the church at Centrio, Okay, now having understood that, let's see what he says about her. He goes on to say in verse two, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, watch this, and assist her. He didn't say, yeah, she'll come and assist you. No, he said, I'm asking you, the church at Rome, to assist her. See, some people think that the apostle Paul discounted women in ministry and I'm showing you no he did not there is no New Testament author in scripture that affirms women in ministry more than the Apostle Paul and we're seeing him and somebody said well that but that's not one of the passages oh yes it is one of the passages because the Apostle Paul said all scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine this is profitable for Doctrine He is saying, this woman is a deacon in the church of Centuria, and I'm asking you, I'm commending her to you, and I'm asking you to treat her in a way that's worthy of saints and to assist her. Watch this. Assist her in whatever business she has need of you. I'm not sending her to assist you. I'm sending her and telling you to assist her. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, some people don't like this, but it's in the Bible. Now watch this. Uh, assist her in whatever she has need of you, for indeed she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Paul says, man, she has helped me. She has been a blessing to me. And I'm telling you, whatever she needs, help her. (laughs) Boy, I tell you what, this is is a leader who means a lot to Paul, and her name is Phoebe. Now watch this. Verse 3, he turns right around and says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. Fellow workers. He's talking about ministry partners. But he doesn't, this is a married couple. He doesn't say greet Aquila and Priscilla as you would always do appropriately, putting the man's name first. But no, he does not. He puts the woman's name first, which is not the, it's not the etiquette. It's not the way things are generally approach and this is not the only place in fact i think paul addresses aquila and priscilla about five times in the new testament and in the greek three of the five times if i'm not mistaken when i studied that i, re- I remember but I'm, I'm pretty confident uh most of the times and i think it's three of the five times he puts her name first one of those times it reversed it in this translation And it put the man's name first, but in the Greek, her name was first. And so notice he turns right around and says, greet not Aquila and Priscilla, but Priscilla and Aquila. Now, why is he putting the woman's name first? It seems evident, since he did it on numerous occasions, that she was the one with the primary ministry gift. And so when he's recognizing people who are fellow ministers, fellow partners in ministry and such, He's recognizing them, and he recognizes Priscilla as the one with the predominant ministry role. And this is not the first time that this has happened. We have this in today's day and age as well. So greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers. Not Aquila's my fellow worker, but Priscilla's his wife. No. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risk their own necks, both of them, For my life to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. And we can say this, all the churches of the Gentiles who they risk their necks for and their lives for. And those who know them know of Priscilla and Aquila, not Aquila and Priscilla. So they were known as a ministry couple. And they were known as Priscilla having the more predominant ministry. I don't know any other way you could interpret this passage but that because of the way that Paul approaches it. But of course, some that just want to hold to the doctrine that the Bible doesn't use women in leadership ministry would, of course, work their way around that somehow. But I'm just telling you, we're just reading the Bible. That's what it says. All right, now watch this. Verse 5, likewise, greet the church that is in... Their house. So they have a church in their house. They have a house church. And they are pastoring that house church. And who is likely the primary pastor? You got it, Priscilla. Greet my beloved Eponidas, who is the first fruits of Achaia, to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. We we don't really uh, see right there exactly what Mary's role was. But nonetheless, another woman that Paul has recognized. Uh, recognizing greet Mary who labored much for us. Now watch this. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my countrymen and fellow prisoners. Okay, so here we have apparently another ministry couple. Adronicus, this is a man. Junia, that name is a female name. That is not a male name. So it's likely a married couple here. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners. Watch this who are of note among the apostles. What what do we have here? We have a married couple, both the man and the woman, who are of note among the apostles. They are not only among the apostles, they are of note. In other words, these people are well recognized and respected among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. He said, they were even in Christ saved before I got saved. So they've been around a long time. Verse 8 Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. I, I like to say that this is the sound man. He's amplifying things, okay? Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus. This is the person doing the urban ministry, our fellow workers. And I'm just joking about this, but nonetheless, I have fun with some of these names and likely they would have fun with our names. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Statutes, my beloved. Greet Apelles, uh, approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodion, my countrymen. Greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, uh, who are in the Lord. I'll just leave that one alone, but you can guess where I could go with that. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. Isn't that interesting? His mother and mine. Now, some people speculate that that really is a greeting sent to Paul's mom. But some people would say, well, likely Rufus's mother became uh, like a mother to Paul. And so he would say that, well, we don't know for sure, but it could be either of those and maybe even something we're not thinking of. Verse 14, greet uh, Asyncritus. Phlegon, there's the exterminator right there. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Hermes, Patrobus, and Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philolog- uh, Philologus and Julia. There's another woman. Uh, Nerus and his sister, another woman. And Olympus and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Notice that Paul is representing a lot of churches and he's saying, The churches of Christ greet you. Verse 17, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. In other words, Pay attention to who it is that's causing divisions and avoid those people. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. In other words, their own carnal cravings, their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Talking about simple minded. People who are not mature, people who somebody comes up and they're whispering things and they're saying, hey, do you really think, you know, that we ought to be doing what's your opinion about this? But they're causing division and they're doing it in a slick way. And he said, boy, and they're taking advantage of people who are simple. They're not savvy. They're not picking that off and saying, you know, this person's causing division. This person's being critical. And he's saying, avoid those kind of people. Verse 19, for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Be very wise and sophisticated with good things, but in evil things, don't become good at that. Don't become good at evil things. Be simple. Verse 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly sometimes we have come against the devil and we're wondering when is this trial going to end and paul says and the god of peace will crush satan under your feet shortly you resist him you submit yourself to god resist the devil and the god of peace will follow up your authority with his power and crush satan under your feet shortly the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you amen Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, Susipater, and my countrymen, greet you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. It doesn't mean that the Apostle Paul did not write this, but uh, it seems that Tertius is taking dictation from Paul, who is giving this letter orally. Verse 23, Gaius, my host, and the host of the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the treasurer of the city, greets you. And Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. By the way, Paul is known for his run on lengthy sentences. And uh, he really he he calls himself not an eloquent man. He said, I'm not trained in speech, but I am trained in knowledge. That's what Paul says. But when we read his writings, we're thinking, oh man, if you're not trained in speech, uh, he is so theologically profound, so precise, so deep, and uh, uh, so detailed in his doctrine and his doctrinal approach and such. He is the, the gold standard of New Testament writing. And, uh, and, of course, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was the top of his class, so to speak, as a Pharisee. And then God got a hold of his heart, and he fell in love with Jesus. And then he begins to write, but with passion and with precision. And so what a privilege to read from all the New Testament, and uh, especially, of course, the, the red letters of Jesus are the primary, right? The premium. But this Apostle Paul, I tell you, just something special. Hope you've enjoyed the book of Romans. And I look forward to going into a brand new New Testament book next.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with solid lives, visit solidlives.com give to find out more about the ministry of solid lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called the Jerry Dearman podcast here jerry shares with us at least weekly from god's word challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that god has for our lives you can find links to this podcast as well as jerry's youtube channel online at solidlives.com thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the new testament daily with jerry dearman